Welcome to the Reluctantly Woo Woo podcast. These are real, raw, honest conversations about life, love, energy, and healing to help you release what's keeping you stuck from being who you truly want to be, especially when you feel reluctant about the woo woo tools that can help you get there. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, were both a bit reluctant to believe in these things at first, too, because they are woo woo. In other words, those things that feel slightly unbelievable and defy the logical mind, but somehow they work. We'll cover everything with a little levity and humor, but we'll try to clarify how these things work, why they work, and show you how you can begin to heal yourself and create the life that you truly want starting today. Hello, hello, everybody. It's Heather and Deb on Reluctantly Woo. And today we have a guest. Sharon is with us today. And we call this Reluctantly Woo Woo because woo woo is all of the things that seem illogical, seem like uh, that's just weird, like that's wackadoo stuff, like that's the people who are wearing like you know, flowy clothes sitting in an airport, <laughs> just, just little bits, you know, they've changed their name to like rain dance something or other. Um, and oftentimes you're like, that's just weird stuff. Um, and yet there's something to it. The stuff works. And Deb and I have both been like reluctant at times to, to really uh, wrap our heads and admit that we're into the woo woo stuff. And so today, we are going to be talking with Sharon, and you can see Sharon is hard at work. So Sharon is uh, someone that I've known since high school. We were best friends in high school, and then, like most people do, lost touch. And um, re- um, I'd have to go back and look at my account and my notes, but probably about four or so years ago, um, we had gotten reconnected, and Sharon wanted a coach. And so she asked if I would coach her, and I said that I would with that, like the, the knowing that I'm her coach and not the high school friend, you know, because you know, people's stories from high school and stuff and you could be like, yeah, well, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so she agreed to that and we've been coaching. And so Sharon uh, is an amazing artist and she has um, grown up as a lot of people do, you know, being told that, you know, you can't make money doing what you love. You can't make money with your art. You know, your stuff is they all of the things that we know that, you know, women oftentimes hear and then end up in a place of doubt and frustration and confusing, like feeling confused about what do I do with my life? Like all the things that I'm passionate about, I'm being told that I can't do or be. And so we've been working on developing her, her, um, her identity and alignment with being an artist. And art comes in many ways. Art flows through us in so many ways. For me, that's through food. I love being able to create through food. I can't draw worth a lick. Um, so my art is through food. Um, and Deb, what, what do you have an, a way, an art process? I like to write, but I am working on uh, sharing that. I don't share it very often. Um, I love to cook too. I mean, I think I have a lot, nothing that I would say is my, uh, none of them are going to make me any money. (laughs) That's yet. Right. And and again, our creativity are so different. I'm listening to a Napoleon Hill book and he's talking today about um, Einstein and, you know, Einstein, or not Einstein, um, Thomas Edison, sorry. And Thomas Edison is an artist, right? right? Like, you wouldn't ever think of him, like, because he doesn't paint or anything, but he's an inventor, right? That's art. Inventing is art. And totally. so 
Yeah. So creativity, this is creativity. It's everything is creation, really. Exactly. Yeah. So Sharon, um, in, in her journey of connecting to this identity of an artist, one of the things that she has um, unearthed along the way is a process called soul poetry. Soul poetry is um, similar to uh, blackout poetry, where you may have seen I'm trying to look for my piece, but I don't have one close by. Um, where you may have seen like pages, like a, a page of a book, and then some words like just um, highlighted, and everything else is blacked out. Um, that's what blackout poetry is. And Sharon's process is a little bit different in, in how, how she gets there. And she started to realize that as she was going through this process, and Sharon interrupt me and correct me if I'm wrong, but as she was going through this process, she started realizing that as she was doing this with the people, the messages were starting to come through her, that people were wanting her to, to, to like find the messages on the page. And so she does this process of just being, being a vessel to be able to find a message for somebody. And oftentimes that message can be something that is from the past that still needs our attention because trauma often when it, well, all the time when trauma is unhealed, it is always wanting our attention and it comes out in so many different ways. Um, or it could be a message about the future. And so as Sharon is working through this, you know, like I said, this is called reluctantly woo-woo. Right? there's a fear of like, what if I do this, right? <laughs> right? The deep breath, like, what if I do this? What do people say? All that kind of stuff. And so again, acting as her coach, I told her that she had to go and um, do this process with at least five people before our next call. And this was like a couple of weeks ago. And when she started realizing and she came back with more than five calls, was that, holy crap, like this shit works. <laughs> like messages always come through. And so, you know, I gave her the fur further challenge of, of doing it live, right? And just, and this is just for her growth to step into that identity. And so she um, is, we're going through this process with Deb. And because there's a bit of the process of Sharon just receiving the message, it's a lot of silence. We decided for her to do that part um, with Deb before we jumped on live. So y'all didn't have to just sit here looking at us, looking at you. <laughs> so, okay. um, so Sharon went through and is like, um, I'm going to turn it over to Sharon so you can explain the process of how you get it. And then you can share. She hasn't shared with Deb the message that came up on the page yet. So I'm going to hand it off to you so you can explain like how the process works and then share Deb, Deb's message. Okay. A little bit of backstory. I um, started doing this for myself um, a few years ago and um quickly realized that um, at first when I started the blackout poetry, I was looking for a poem on the page. And I thought, well, what if I did it backwards? What if I put myself in like more of a meditative state and I scanned for words backwards on the page and kind of just put parentheses around what popped up at me. So I started doing that and really, really quickly, I was kind of blown away by what was coming up in these messages. And um, over the next few years, like um, doing that for my own self-healing, because everything that was going on subconsciously for me was like pouring out onto these pages. And every single time it like knocked my socks off. So, but over the years of doing it, I've been 
during meditations, during dreams, getting downloads that I should be doing this one-on-one -on -one with people and actually channeling the message. And as Heather had said, I was no way not doing that, not going there. And so just for kind of shits and giggles, I started, okay, I'll do it with one friend and see if it happens. And no, I'll do it with another friend and see if it happens. And it kept happening. And so I was kind of like, uh, no, not going there. Put the brakes on that. I'm not. And I, for months I hadn't done it because I, it just kind of, I didn't know what to do with it. And it kind of like freaked me out a little bit. And so, um, in the process of 2020, uh, it's, I've kind of accepted that voice that's yelling at me that's saying, do this, do this, do this, and kind of, all right, I'm going to put myself in the space, see what happens. And uh, Heather gave me a challenge a few weeks ago to, to, to do it for, you know, a bunch of people, one after the other see what happens. So that's what we're doing. So I did that process and this is what came up. Are you ready, Deb? I'm ready. All right. Let's see what happens. Say hey, it's hey, before, you, before you do that, sorry, Deb. <laughs> you're make your way yeah. um, will you just explain literally like the how to for people, like what you do to, to get that message? Like how it like with picking. Oh, okay. So um, what I do um, I, I'm connecting with Deb's energy and I'm asking for her to share energy with me so that I can, um, channel a message. So while I'm doing this process of going backwards through the page, I'm trusting my intuition to, um, to select certain words and, and I'm still learning how to like listen to what's being said. I was doing it the other other day with someone and I kept hearing, not for her, not for her, not for her. And I must have heard it six times before I was like, oh, wait, they're telling me to pick another page. They're telling me this message is not for her, like start over. So those are the kind of things that I'm learning to do is like listen to it the first two times instead of 10 times when they're yelling at me saying, you know, we're so, all working that in life. <laughs> but, yeah. so, and so, but, and in the process, basically what Sharon will do is she'll have a couple of books and she'll ask you to pick from those books. Yeah. And then she'll ask you, she'll just flip through the pages and just keep flipping through and have you say, stop. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then she'll flip through like this. Yeah. And then she'll, when you say stop, right, she'll tap on the page, ask you which page, you know, right or left. And then she'll cut out that page and ask you front or back. So you're in the process as well, like a, as far as guiding that, that piece of it. So, so that's what she did with Deb. And then she went through and just like saw, like, you know, was looking for what message came up. And so let's hear Deb's message. <laughs> What's the message that Deb got from this soul poetry? All right. This is it, Deb. It says, Coming for me, delivered free. Coming for me, it was hope. Flowed in, flowed out, called you to fly. 
That's interesting. Huh. That's pretty interesting. No, will you say, are you going to send me that after? I will send it to you. Do you want me to read it again? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Coming for me, delivered free, coming for me, it was hope, flowed in and flowed out, called you to fly. I love it. I really do love it. Is there anything that it brings or triggers or makes you think of right away? Yeah. Um, because, I mean, obviously, like, I love this stuff, too. But I just did, I only did it over the past weekend, maybe. I mean, it is still close enough to the start of the year. Not that I really care about specific dates. But I did, like, a, um, a year ahead tarot spread. The cards are down behind me. But with, do you know the wild, do you tarot? Wild Unknown? Do you know Kim oh, Cran? Yeah. Love, love, love Kim Cran's in the Wild Unknown deck. But I did a year ahead spread. I did this whole art piece that I'm having printed so I can put on my wall. But my overarching theme message that I got from that was, well, it was the full card, which in her deck is like, it's time to fly, right? So that's pretty interesting. And um, huh, my dad just passed away. So that kind of, I don't know if the coming from me is him, but that kind of gives me a little bit of like, I, I, I'm going to start to cry, but um, I have felt like there was something in his passing in that I had this thing of, he's like the one man that I can, could always count on in the last like several years and he's gone. So I have to count on me. So I don't know, this, this is making me a little emotional, but I do, I really love it. And yeah. <laughs> that it's meaningful to me and I totally can subscribe to whatever meaning I give it is. Right. If you're first, when, as you're, I'm going to send this to you, but spend some time with it. And as you're reading over it, kind of let yourself take some automatic notes of what your first thought is of, of you know, and so that will bring up another message for you to kind of decode. So yeah. kind of let yourself sit in that space with it. And, um, you know, revisit it because at different times, different things are going to come through for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I don't know if Heather, did you see the part where the page that I picked has a big D right at the top? Yes. I heard that. Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. Which is just another little. Oh, I just got you. <laughs> so. I will, I'll text this to you or I'll text it to Heather and she can, um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And, and so that's what I'm trying to, as I'm doing this, I'm like, I don't know what this means. Doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. And so kind of letting myself sit in that space of it's not personal to me. It's going to mean something to whoever I'm connecting to. Yeah, I'm glad that it and that it's uh, firing something or or connecting in some way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Where do you um like where what are the books? Where do you get the books? You just find them at yard sales and. Uh yeah, I because I I have a hard time. I I don't want to like mess up brand new books. I know. So yeah. I always go to a thrift store or Goodwill, and I'll kind of flip through something. 
and it either speaks to me or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I buy it, I throw away the jacket cover because I don't want to know what the book is about. Yeah. Or anything about it or about, you know, so I just, um, I ditched the, the jacket cover right away. No, I love it. It's, it's a cool process. I have never heard about this before. Did you know about this, Heather, before? She made it up. I mean, this is like, not she made it up. It came through her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it came through her totally. Well, I've never had heard of blackout poetry either, though. Well, when, uh, when I started doing this, I don't know if Heather told you, but uh, about um, three and a half years ago, my, um, my two-year-old nephew passed away suddenly. Wow. And when my kids i'm following that when my kids weren't around i was having a really really hard time like distracting myself you know? yeah so um i came across blackout poetry and i thought oh you find a page, a, page, a blank page yeah. you find a poem within the page and then you use artwork or or people just black out the rest of the words the unused words and i thought oh well I could do my artwork to black out the unused words. But as I was doing it, I found myself getting really frustrated. Like I was looking, I'm reading the page yeah. and I'm looking for a poem. And as I'm reading the page, I'm taking in the story that's on the page. So I thought, what if I did it backwards? Yeah. And the very first time I did it backwards, I was like, holy cow. Holy so is that literally just the words you pulled off backwards? You didn't like reframe that or rearrange it or that is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I have probably of my own personal work, I probably have like 300 pieces. Wow. But over the past year, I've been getting these messages like you need to do it one on one. You need to, you know channel messages yeah oh, let's sit in that and see what happens and darn it if it doesn't it <laughs> it happens yeah i really so, i like what you came up with for me see no worries on that the little caveat you gave me beforehand that maybe it was going to bring up something yeah, because sometimes it does and then people are like i don't want to talk about that which yeah. is fine you know, that's their message to kind of unpack. And, um, you know, Heather was a really big help because at first I'm like, well, what if this doesn't work? And what if I channel this message and it doesn't resonate? And then we're both staring at each other. Like, and then Heather was like, well, maybe it comes to them in a meditation. Maybe it comes to them in a dream. Maybe it comes to them in the shower, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll have I'm to kind of like just deliver it and see what happens. You're going to encounter the people that have resistance to it because they're not ready for the message sometimes. Right. That's, I mean, well, I'm, like, I'm much way better now, but I would have been one of those people. Nope. Doesn't mean anything to me. Like I just shut it down. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always so resistant. So you'll definitely, you know, but things always come up and, and, you know, the people that, you know, this isn't for everybody, you know, just like any of the stuff that we do, the, the body code work that I do isn't for everybody, you know, like it's all of this stuff is just about being open, right, to hearing things that, you know, because we all need a little help from our friends, right, and like, we all like, it, and, and people are like, no, I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. 
well, then never listen to the radio because when you listen to a song, you're getting a message and that's being programmed into you. And you hear a song and you're automatically happy, right? You've just said, oh, I, I want to receive this message. Or if you hear a song that makes you sad, you're like, oh, I've received this message in this way. But, and you've unconsciously received that message. Yeah. Right? this where deb's like hey you know what like i want to see like what spirit what source what god whatever it is for her like i just want to see like i just want to say hey i'm open to receiving a message what do you have for me and you know, the, the thing about can she do it herself yes like we could all sit down and do this process with ourselves absolutely i i took a class with sharon and, and did it and i was like oh this stuff is cool the messages that came up are really cool um you can do it but there's something about like having someone else, right? Yeah. Because it's removed you and you're like, well, how the heck were they able to come up with yeah. that? Exactly. I, I love that piece of it. Um, did you say you did one just before or you do you have yours, Heather? Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody watching or listening, like Sharon and Deb just met when when we went on to this broadcast. I mean, we not when I hit live, we got on here and they was like, hey, just me. So they don't know anything about each other. Um, so Sharon um, did one for me yesterday. And um, it says, find other pages, questions through grace, strokes of the brush in wonder. She answered slowly and carefully, surprising herself. This information mastered meant reparation. So it seems kind of choppy, eh? but for me, I was like, oh, wow, because I've been in this place of wanting to explore some of these Google things a little bit more. But like, eh, I don't know, like I'm, I'm woo-woo enough. Like, do I really want to go down that road? Um, and then where it talks about, so it's like find other pages, questions. I ask questions all the time. Like strokes of the brush and wonder. To me, that was like when you're doing the body code, one of the things is like you, you uh, identify the emotion and then you release it. Like you take your fingers or a magnet and just like wipe it over the governing meridian. And it's literally like, you know, like stroking, stroking a brush. And I'm always like, hope oh, this shit works. Always. <laughs> I've been a practitioner for about almost six years now. I'm still like, I hope this works, right? So I'm always like in wonder. Um, and so the, the whole surprising yourself thing, I was like, well, yeah. And it says this information mastered meant reparation. And reparation means like righting wrongs, right? And as like, as someone who combines my work with a body code work with, um, with the coaching that I do, right, it's all about helping people to heal their past. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, that's kind cool. of <laughs> it was just a confirmation of like yeah just keep exploring this keep going down this this road and again like like deb said we can make it mean whatever we want it to mean that's with anything yeah right? you can read the bible and make it mean whatever you want it to mean people do that all the time right yeah yeah, yeah. So, that's what i feel about tarot and horoscopes people are always like poo-pooing it oh you can read into that i'm like i don't care still tells me something right <laughs> all reading into things all the time we do we're it doing it anyway yeah right? <laughs> all the time we're always doing that and so i mean it just all depends on like the meaning that you're giving to it so if you're saying like oh this stuff is really bad okay well it is bad according to you right but somebody else it's, it's not bad yeah. right <sighs> so really so cool. 
slightly off topic, but I was just listening to a book on very not far into it. So I probably shouldn't tout it yet. But um, have you heard of it's called Conflict is Not Abuse? It is. I forget who the author is. Um, really cool to just get you to think about how you interpret, how people interpret interpersonal interactions, basically. Um, the chapter that I'm in right now, it's very early on in the book, but she does talk a lot about the miscommunication, just when we are communicating over text or email so much, takes out that real, like all the nuance of, you know, even video calls or better yet, in-person calls. And people sometimes, based on their own personal traumas, their own stories, interpret things from a lens of, you know, you're abusing me because you were aggressive with this communication or whatever. It's, it's really, really interesting the way that I, I really am enjoying the author because she just kind of makes you think. But anyway, my, my point being there, there's so much in every single interaction, even within our own selves, that's up for interpretation. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the um, Key and Peel video about texting. It's freaking hilarious. You need to just look it up. Just just type in Key and Peel texting. And it's basically, they're two comedians. And and the one guy's like texting. He hadn't heard from his friend or something. He's like, you want to go, bro? And the other one's like, you want to go? What? Yeah, I want to go. And like the one is interpreting every single thing as antagonistic and, and to the point where he's like, you know, do you want to meet up? And the guy's like, yeah, sure, I'll meet up. And he's like, sure you'll meet up what do you mean and he like he ends up showing up like you know and and the guys the one guy's like hey yeah i'll meet you at the bar first rounds on me and he's like first rounds on you and so he shows up at the bar with a bat with all with all nails in it like ready to beat the shit out of the guy and he's like hey you have a beer on me and it's like just total miscommunication because they're just looking at, you know through their lens and so any of this stuff you know the, like these messages that come through a lot of it is like we just want someone to tell us what we already know. And, and that is what this, this process is. Like, I have clients all the time that should I do this or should I do that? I don't know. Da, da, da. So I like oftentimes I'm like, okay, I'm getting out of quarter. Heads you do it, tails you don't. Right. And we'll flip it. And then and then I, I tell them what it is. And I'm like, what do you thought? And they're like, good, that's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. They and, Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I didn't want it to be that, and so it's like we often we're so oftentimes can be so disconnected from ourselves that we don't listen to our own messages. Uh -huh. And so they come in and be like, "Hey, here's the message," and then then we're like, "Oh yeah, that resonates." Oh no, that doesn't. Right? But it's just confirmation of what we already know deep down inside of ourselves. Yeah. Okay. That's what I I found in um, you know I've been doing the soul poetry classes online where I'll have four or five people, students in a class. And I broke it down to two separate classes, like one class where we would find the poems and then the next class where we would do the artwork and I would send them some soul homework and ask them to examine the message and what does it trigger and what does it bring up and, um, um, you know, what shape do you think the artwork should take? And what I realized is when it came to do the second class, nobody did the homework. Huh. And what I realized is, yeah, because that's where the healing is at. Examining that question and digging into that question is where all the hard work is at. And so it made me realize, oh, when I had a chance to do it one-on-one -on -one with someone, I could keep pulling them back to that message. I could keep 
making them examine that the message that was coming through and questioning them about it and seeing what it triggered. And so that to me is where all the healing is at. So, um, you know, it's just kind of evolved and I keep hearing do it one-on-one, -on -one, do it one-on-one. -on -one. And I think it's because we can sit and really unpack what came out. Yeah. yeah. And there is such power. I've been saying this so much is like, as women, especially, it's true of men too. So I don't even know why I say as women, especially, but like, there is something about like, as creatures, like we're all made for community. It's why people are struggling so much now is there's such a lack of community and we're made for community and so much of our healing happens when our wounds are witnessed, right? It, it doesn't like, if we can have somebody just sit with us, right? And just, you know, rub your hair and like, they're there, it's okay, right? That does so much for our soul, right? When we can have somebody do that versus, you know, don't feel that, don't do that, you know? And then that's what so many of us have been told much of our lives, right? It's just not feel a certain way, but just to have somebody be like, hey, like I'm gonna sit with this, in this with you and it's okay. It's, I mean, this is why the movie Inside Out is so great. If anybody has not seen Inside Out, I'm always recommending this to people. Um, but you guys have seen it, right? Yeah. I haven't seen the whole thing. Is it a Pixar one too? Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on, Deb. We yeah. Will, yeah. So I've already watched Soul like three times. So. Right. Yeah. I've watched Soul three times in a week. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> if you haven't watched Soul yet, it's on. It's a, the latest Disney Pixar movie. Um, but inside out, the whole idea is that that joy is always trying to like, let's just be joyful. Let's just be happy. Okay. Everything's joyful. We're good. And sadness is always kind of like, mm -hmm, just moping all around. And you always, always try to be like sadness. You just stay in this little circle and they go on this journey. And there's this one character, Bing Bong and Bing Bong, Bong is sad. And, you know, joy is trying to like, come on, let's just get up and get happy. Right. And Bing Bong doesn't get happy until joy, sadness sits with them. And it's like, just sits there. And then sadness passes. Okay? And so much like our, our, when our wounds are witnessed, there's healing. But there needs to feel that safe place. And we need to have the space within us to say, I'm willing to sit in this. And that's what this process of soul poetry, you know, does is it just gives people, you know, that like, oh, wait a minute. I see you. You know, I, I see you. Yeah. Gosh. And it's like we have this, like, one of the things I hear my clients so much is I'm so afraid to be seen, but we so definitely want to be seen. You know, we want at the core of us is I want to be seen. I just need to know that it's safe. And like Sharon provides that really safe space. And um, I was just going to post this little thing that you can see here, Sharon. But, um, so Leah said, Sharon is magic. Hi, love. <laughs> Sharon, that you know, I was like, you got to do this thing, and, and then you know, oh, I can't remember if I told her or not, but whatever, she saw it, and and she's you know done work with her, and it's like, yeah, this is magical stuff. Um, so I just recommend anybody if you're in a place where you're just like feeling lost or like just like I just need to hear a message and you want a safe space, like this is this is one way to do it, right? This is another like crazy wackadoo woo woo tool out there. <laughs> You know, that can give you some space to do that. Um, so I'm going to post up here um, where you can uh, reach Sharon. Here's her um, Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram, right, you just put a message and like put a comment, you know, here. Um, and I'll tag her in this so that you can reach out to her that way um, to schedule time to like see what comes up for you. Yeah. 
Heather, is, are, is this the same cat you had sent me one? Do you do like these chalkboard quotes? Is that you also? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm like, wait, your name is sounding familiar now. I'm like, I think I might already follow you. Let me look. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's funny. Heather, just again, thank you for the opportunity. And um, thank you for the, the, the challenge. And uh, I just... Again, it's something that I'm learning about and something I'm learning to, you know, 2020 for me was all about like, all right, this is who you are. This is what's happening. Like, let's right. sit in this. Like, it's long enough that you have so much energy has gone into like keeping yourself invisible. And this is really who you are. And so, okay, let's put our money where our mouth is and put myself in that space. I don't know what the hell is going to come up, but I, I'm like dedicated to putting myself, I'll show up in the space and all right, you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I want to say this too, that anybody's listening because Sharon says that and we all think, you know, we hear somebody and we're like, oh, that seems like such a nice, easy process. It never is. Right. I get my ass kicked. Yeah. But like, <laughs> willingly. All right. Mm -hmm. And. You know, when, when I work with people, like, you know, we're, we're, you know, I'm doing the energy work, right? Like we're doing all the stuff to release what's not aligned with who you want to be. But there comes a point where like, sometimes it's not energy work that needs to be done, right? You're not stuck because of like, there's no energy work, like all the stuff can be cleared out. And this is why I was like, you know, when I said to Sharon, it was like, we had the session and we we're talking about our identity. I said, you know, what is it like, what's the action step that you want to take? And she's like, I want to go to my altar and just convert. And I was like, no. No, you're not. Like, no. I'll just go get centered. I'll listen for some messages and hell is all. Uh, I call bullshit. <laughs> like, you need to channel for five people in the next week. And I'll, uh, okay. Then you need to come on and do it live. Uh, all right. My mantra for this year is go towards everything that is uncomfortable. Yes. I was just gonna say, I because I this is how I know Heather too, as we worked together previously. And every time I was like, no, I don't want to do that one. That was the one that I really had to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we gotta do like uh Leah who commented, but she has a phrase that she talks about like there's the woo and the do. Like you have to like put you know steps to it. It's like it's like the woman who's like, I wanna meet somebody, I wanna meet the man of my dreams. And you know, but she's just sitting in her house and you're like, Okay, well you better order a lot of pizza and a lot of stuff from Amazon, right? And hope that you own a house that somebody actually comes to your door because otherwise, like me, I live in an apartment, I'd be screwed. Nobody comes to my door. <laughs> you know, I can't just wait for some magical person. Like you have to get out and do certain things. Yeah. Do the woo-woo stuff, do the underlying stuff, but stop hiding behind it. Like <laughs> stop hiding behind it and come to the land of the, the, you know, human being sometimes and actually do something about it. And so I just honor you for, you know, for stepping up and, you know, all the times that you did too. Um, and myself for all the times that I did too, when I didn't want to, right. Um, yeah. Even doing this thing, this is uncomfortable. That's interesting. I have a post that's drafted and I haven't posted it yet. That's all about no more hiding. So <laughs> that, that's just been reinforced, I guess. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to put Sharon's um, Instagram handle up there again. And again, if you want to reach out to her and you're not on Instagram, like put stuff in the comments below, um, shoot me a message. I'll tag her so you can find her and she can um, give you the info of how to set up a um, session with her just to see, hey, like I'm needing a message and sometimes we just need a little help. So 
Thank you for being great and coming on here. Thank you. Thank you for everybody listening. And we will see you all next week or listen, hear you all whenever we hear you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye.